This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always is Dave, but Scarlett is not with us today. She's not. I mean, she's like with us, like in general. Yes, absolutely. She's with us in spirit. Yeah, she's alive and well. She's, uh, school has started again and kid things are going on. That's right. Yes. Yes. Whenever we can record in the afternoon, she will be with us. Yes. Uh, um, Some confession. We had our first week of uh, school last week and... I know some kids are still online, some are in mm-hmm. person. It's uh, and Aaron, yours are in school. Yes, they are. Right? Yeah, they are physically in school this week. Oh man! Uh, so I got to Friday last week, and you know I've been I have to drop off Madeline, my oldest daughter, at school much earlier, like seven twenty, and so I'm I'm first to the office and. It's dark. It's a lot darker now too, because um, it's just getting later in the year. But like, I know I laid down on my couch, you know, my office here. I fell asleep for thirty minutes. I got to be real honest. <laughs> I don't think my boss listens to this, but I, I just just want to throw that out there. I think confession is good, but I was so exhausted from like the first week of like the hustle and bustle of school and driving everywhere and activities, these things, and you know. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just soft. So I'm much better this week. That's good. Yeah. So no, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, but we're just so, well, Aaron, we'll just make the most of this. Uh, Absolutely. We're, we're going to have do. a great time today because we, we, have, have, we have questions. We do. Right? So we, do. we do, so one of the things that we love to do is we love to engage with our audience because we've got some really great people who are, who listen to this show and, uh, they love to give Dave a hard time and, um, you know, and I mean, what more can you want in an audience that they join in the yeah. fun? I mean, you would you would think <laughs> that when Barnabas left, some of these incredibly stupid questions would cease, uh, but apparently they have not because the listeners have spoken. And uh, so here we are. This is the most on-brand thing that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm like, Aaron, don't we have other things to talk about? We got books. We got all these fun things. Like, no, no they want, these are questions they have. This no, is it's true. It's not about books. This is it's, true. It's about all these other bizarre things. So, and some of these questions we're going to save for next week when we have on Scarlett and, uh, uh, Matt Redman's going to join us a little That's preview right. there. So That's right. Uh, and Matt has a question we'll get to. So yes. uh, we're going to get to that today. Yeah, he, he had an amusing one. So just we'll, we'll have fun with that. That's right. So but what's our first one, Aaron? Well, our first question is what's your go-to coffee or tea? And there's two ways we can answer this. It's what's your go-to coffee or tea or, but, or what's your preferred f- brand flavor, etc. Okay. Okay. Um, I can do both. So I, I have two cups of coffee every morning. I, I'm just a routine person. And, uh, and this happens. I started at five o'clock when I wake up, I start drinking, I guess like five fifteen, and finish up my second cup around six thirty in the morning. Depends on if I walk the dog. I, I have a variety of things. Okay. I, I don't always stick with the same thing. Yes. I have just basic 
Starbucks, you know, whatever their, their light roast is in the summer. And, but I, I actually, what I like is, uh, and, and by the way, I'm just going with like things you can get at the grocery store. I don't go out of my way to get really cool frou-frou coffee. I could do that. I, I like it. I do. I love barista parlor and places mm-hmm. like that. They have great coffee, but I'm not going to uh, tell my kids they can't go to college because of drinking that all of the time. How about that? Enough said? Well, well where are your priorities? I don't know. I just want caffeine and something that tastes <laughs> decent. I'm not looking. So you're not going for Folgers crystals and you're not going for nabob. Is that a no, thing I here? I would like, no, but like, here's one other thing. Like I get all warm and fuzzy when I have Folgers crystals and I'll tell you why. Um, only in two instances, a hiking in Colorado, like that's pretty much what you can take. It's just the easiest thing. Just do any sort of, crystal coffee and it's <laughs> and it's uh always good and then uh you know what's funny is when i lived in scotland that's what like everyone drank now this is 20 years ago but like i know they would do instant coffee and all these terrible things even though good coffee did exist then. because everyone in the uk hates themselves I know. And, and which leads into the tea conversation. Um, oh, but look, before I get into that, um, I, 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 I will have Lavazza sometimes, mm-hmm. an Italian coffee, yeah. which is pretty good. I like that. Um, they ground it or grind it. It's like so, so thin and uh, um, it's really good. I like that too. So like that's, that's my go-to. It's, it's nothing exciting, but it's something. So. Well, that's um, all right. And, but, and tea, yes. I'll have tea in the afternoon um, or early evening when I'm reading, which I love. It's very so, sensible. Well, I do enjoy tea. I, it just English breakfast tea, Earl Grey, yeah. really simple. Do you share That's it with it. the cats? I do not. And <laughs> I do good. have, I actually in the tea, I, I put a variety of things. I do put a little sugar and um, I put some cream in it. Yes. Isn't that crazy weird? I'll throw some honey in there too. <laughs> Sugar and honey, so sugar with your sugar. I, that's okay. That's it's fine. No judgment. I'm just curious no. about this. Usually, it would just be honey. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. But no other uh, banned substances uh, that would go in there um, normally. So there you go. Got it. So I am a little pickier with my coffee, um, which is going to sound funny because what I because what I currently am drinking does not sound like it would be particularly fussy. But um, we've actually quite happy with the store brand coffee of, from Whole Foods, which is um, which. Um, spoiler alert: the 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 three sixty five brand store brand coffee is actually the Allegro coffee or Allegro coffee uh, brand really? as well. Yes, they're the same okay. thing. So just one has okay. a just one has a fancy label. But, uh, but, you know, we grind it at home. We put it through our Chemex and stuff like that and, uh, and are happy as can be. And do you, do you, uh, are you drinking coffee all throughout the day right now? Or are you kind of cutting it off? At a point? No, I'm, I'm old now, Dave. And I, I can't sleep at night if I drink coffee in, th- in too late in the afternoon. About three o'clock is probably when I have to stop. So, yeah. Okay. But I can do, at least if it's coffee, coffee, I can do something that's espresso because espresso has less less caffeine in it than brewed coffee does. It's more about like what happens in the moment when you drink it though, right? I mean, it's, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, but I mean, I drink primarily for enjoyment. I don't, I don't drink it 
you know, because of, you know, an addiction or anything like that. So if there's a morning that I just don't have coffee, then I just don't have coffee and it's not the end of the world. So I can quit anytime I don't want to. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. But, okay. um, but well, yeah, hold on here real quick. Yeah. I had this, I just gotta let you know, I used to work with the guy where he would drink a full pot of coffee prior to coming to the office. And by full pot, I mean a full 12 ounce pot. Okay. And then get this and, or 12 cups. I'm sorry. I said 12 ounces, 12 cups. So you just kind of think about that for a second. That's big. That's a lot. And then you come, and then he would come to the office and he would brew an entire new pot and he would drink that through the whole thing throughout the day. So 24 cups of coffee every single day. Isn't that crazy? That is not, that's, you know, my dad kind of did that, except my dad, I love my dad. He, he and I do not have the same taste in coffee. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I mean, he's drinking for quantity. He's not drinking for quality. So, so okay. he, so he likes Tim Hortons coffee in Canada, and um, I think it tastes like resignation, disappointment, and menthol cigarettes. So, um, <laughs> so that's uh, so Canadian listeners, fellow fellow Canucks, uh, Sorier, but um, it's gross. So can we get Tim Hortons down here? You can in some northern states. Okay. But why would you want so, to? I've never I mean, had it before. You don't, you don't want to. Can, can you have some? Uh, I mean, if you uh, want, ship down. If you want, you can. But if you want a bad cup of coffee, just go to Dunkin'. <laughs> Dunkin' is overrated. I agree with you there. Um, Dunkin', and, yeah, Dunkin' and Seattle's best. Oh, Seattle! Um, oh, it's gross. It's, it's gross. Horrible. It is. It's it's atrocious and. Uh, yeah, I know. We could spend all day. There, there's, I mean, you could get like a Kroger brand that's better than no, that. No, I will, uh, I will fight you on that. No, the Kroger brand about? is gross. Um, I haven't had it in like ten years. But oh, <laughs> I just figured I need an example. No, it was. It's like near Tim Hortons on the bad scale. Right. Okay. But no, it might be worse. Saw- I just saw that Costco, we have a Costco membership and uh, their coffee is Starbucks uh, actually. So, you know, whatever their community coffee, whatever they call it, I don't know, but it's Starbucks, which I thought was interesting. It's not bad. So now for a cup of tea, I'll drink that on occasion, but I like, I like things that I don't have to put anything in for, for tea. So, um, so I'll do like cream or sugar or cream and sugar or cream and you know, maple syrup when I'm feeling decadent and, and longing for home in my coffee. But, uh, in my tea, it's just, it's just like a peppermint tea for me is great or a green tea on occasion. So maple syrup in it, should I try that instead of honey next time for fun? In your coffee? Yes. But not in your tea. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. In your coffee? Absolutely. You will be in it. You will have a new kind of experience there. And it will be glorious. That, that sounded really <laughs> creepy. And uh, I think we should go on to the next question. We're absolutely going on to the next question. So next question is this, uh, and it comes from Matt Redmond, who is going to join us on the show next week. So we'll uh, right. we'll be coming back to this question again. Yeah. 
But not uh, Matt, Matt Redmond, by no, the way. Matt Redmond, <laughs> is not Matt Redman. Redman, thank yes, you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, he, Matt Redmond, has ten thousand reasons why he's not Matt, Matt Redman. <laughs> so, so here's Matt's question: What is the one of the worst trends in evangelicalism, and why is it the Enneagram? So, Matt, I love you. You're my new best friend. <laughs> and that's, I love how we asked and answered the question all in one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we talked about this last week. So for those of you outside of Nashville and we are in this weird bubble and we kind of love ourselves being in this bubble and we think everything happens in this bubble also happens around the United States and the world. So in your area, is this something that is a big deal? Do you talk about it naturally in almost every conversation, which is, that's kind of how it is in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're kind of out of things like it's, yeah, I mean, really it's, it's, you're out of the loop if you do not know, what every single one is. And I don't know what every single number is, by the way. Um, I know what some of them are, I know what I am, but yeah. So, well, I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of different things. There are some people who legitimately look at these things and it's just like, Hey, this is, this is a tool to help connect with other people, you know, kind of thing and whatever, it's fine from that perspective. But when, so here's where, here's where my frustration comes in. So, my frustration comes in when people make too big a deal of it. And so when they're doing the whole like, oh, you're such a blank or, um, you know, or or they, you know, they almost elevate this thing to, you know, you know, to a place that it doesn't belong. It's like it's I mean, I'll be honest, I don't find it any more like that much more helpful than, you know, anything you read in a horoscope. You read these things and it's like, okay, they're fine. So I can I can talk the talk. I can I can I I understand the lingo. I know some people for whom um it like me doing the test on their behalf to find out what my what my Enneagram number was helped them learn how to learn how to understand me better but it didn't change anything about how I communicate to anyone else or how, like, cause I just don't care about things like these. I don't, I also don't care about a uh, Myers Briggs or, or, um, strengths finders that much or color wheels or whatever, or whatever the next thing is going to be, because those things to me are just, they're just things. It'll be interesting to talk about this a little bit more with uh, Matt next week. I, I, I know he's got, we are going to have to talk about it again because Matt is a Christian counselor. He's a pastor. He's been a teacher for many years and he clearly has, he has feelings about this. He has feelings about it. And I'm trying to imagine like him counseling someone and them bringing it up and him like stopping him right there. Stop, <laughs> stop. You know, so yeah. Matt, just, uh, just, just be prepared. We are very eager to hear some stories that you can share in context, of course, not in uh, any specificity, uh, revealing anything about people, but, uh, but yeah, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be amusing. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. So, all right. You ready for the next one? 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this one is actually one that is specific for me, which is, will I do another episode with my daughter? And that came from yeah. uh, Deborah Wampler. Or Wampler. Yes. Is it Wampler or Wampler? We'll find out. She'll tell yeah. us. Deborah, give us a shout out on Twitter and, 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 and tell us how to pronounce your last name. On, by writing it. <laughs> no, it's Phonetically. Right. It's, trust me. Deborah, you're 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 doing fine. You're better than the kraut name that I have. Schroeder. So you're, you're Are you fine. allowed to use phrases like terms like that one? That you when just I'm used? talking about myself. Oh, okay. yes. I can't use or, it though. Or, or so. no, but it's really funny when I do meet someone else with a German name. Um, which, by the way, in St. Louis, where I'm from, it's very common to have a German name. I mean, I, I took, I took my. This is classic. What happens? You know, we go. I go home about a month and a half ago. I take my girls with me, and um, what, what? This is what you do in St. Louis. You go visit the relatives, and by visiting the relatives, I mean you go visit their graves, and uh, and you lay flowers and and things like that. So we visit my grandparents and um, and great aunt. And uncle and this and that and uh you know we have i have a swedish side too but uh but i'm looking around at all these other tombstones they're all german it's sch fill in the blank this and that shank schroeder schneider and uh you know every variation of that and that's difficult to pronounce for an average person in an anglo world and uh and the girls and, and it was funny though for the girls though it uh it was helpful for them because we live in an area where you don't find many of those names. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, girls, you recognize like now you're in a place where it's normal actually, you know, to have some sort of central European name. Let's put it that way. I did have a friend by the way, um, whose last name was a, a certain uh, mass murdering Holocaust responsible dictator. Hitler? Yes, I did know someone with name. I don't know why the name was not changed at some point. Are they trying to redeem that name? Yeah, you know, pretty much, I guess. I don't know. I um, mean, that would be nice. His family's so nice. They're the nicest people in the world. You would think, like, you have to be if to, you have that last name. You could change it to Hindler or, I don't know, something just. Something, a variation that uh, takes out. I wonder if they're taking the approach of the character of Michael Bolton in Office Space, who is really up. He's like, no, why should I change? He's the one who sucks. That is a good point. Yeah. Think about <laughs> that. <laughs> that is one of the funniest scenes in that movie right there. Yeah. Yep. Along with Michael Bolton's look straight into the camera uh, at one point, which is the other great moment. So from him. <laughs> <laughs> so many good moments in that movie. I love it. Thank you, Deborah, for uh, for that excursus on names. We are the king. We are the kings of tangents, and uh, your surname has helped us. So please do help us phonetically pronounce your name. Yes, I, you know, just think. Going back to your friend f- for a minute, though, it's like I'm just trying to imagine what what the how, what kind of junk someone is going to have to deal with with a name like, say, Rick Hitler. You know, that's just like. <laughs> Dang. I don't know why that sounds funny with the name being Rick. Rick, it's like too informal. Yep, know, for, that's right. For a name that's serious as Hitler. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, um, I mean, see, I, I there's, see, 
I mean, see, I thought I had it bad with Armstrong, but I mean, Armstrong's actually a pretty cool name. So when you think about it, um, you thought that was bad for a while? Well, because, you know, just because of just Armstrong, just because of, um, you know, playground nonsense with people not being very creative, like, you know, being like leg week and and stuff like that. And it's like, guys, come on. What's so funny is like, that's how like kids would go. I, I mean, I, that's, that's playground banter. I get that. But also I'm like, all I, all I ever think of Armstrong is, is Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I just think of like, no, you've got another famous name and he's, and he's a, and he's a relative of yours sort of distantly, right? very distantly. You can see that we, we do have a common ancestor. If you look at photos of the two of us, there are certain distinctive marks that are evident. Um, And that's actually something that's kind of interesting for us is going and looking around and seeing like, oh, okay, that person, there is some genetic connection between me and this person and this person over here. Our Armstrongs are very particular in how we look. This is not a weird, like, you know, whatever kind of thing. It's like there's actually you put Armstrong's up in a line and you can and you can see which ones are related. It's kind of terrifying. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Back to Neil one second. Since this is a book podcast, uh, the the book First Man about Neil Armstrong is outstanding, as is the movie. I'm a huge fan of that movie, even though I know it didn't do incredibly well at the box office. I haven't it watched it yet, but the book is fantastic. Oh gosh. They're, but I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a really good study of who he was yes. um, and trying to get in the mind of Neil Armstrong, which I loved. Um, it just, it wasn't at all typical. I think everyone wanted it in Apollo 13, but what they got was something that was more cerebral and probably more accurate into kind of how, how he approached things, which I really liked. Yeah. But this wasn't Deborah's question, by the no, way. No, it we wasn't. Never even, like, we, no, yeah, no. go ahead. Go no, ahead, we, well, we haven't gotten there. But, I mean, definitely, I mean, I would love to have Abigail back on if she wants to come on sometime. I'd love to have any of the other kids on, too, uh, just because she they're... Was, she was so fun. She yeah. she really was, and and she is, too. That's... That's kind of the thing is, is, is she's a fun kid to fun kid to talk to. She, she is super excited about reading and books and just, you know, and, and that clearly comes through. So, um, but you know, I do almost certainly have to have the other ones on at some point because of fairness. So if they want to, they have the choice. Um, so and that's the thing is, is I'm, I'm very particular about saying with them one, I just try to limit their exposure to the, like to the outside world. Um, so yes, I do put pictures of them periodically on social media, but, um, so I'm not quite that extreme. And obviously I talk about them on podcasts and, you know, in articles and stuff like that. But I mean, just more opening them up to the craziness of the world. I try to, I try to be very cautious of in general. So, um, so mm-hmm. I was really glad that everyone was cool and liked that episode. That was uh, that was a fun experiment for us. Um, that really just came out of a simple like everyone was busy and I wanted to make sure that we had some content. To be fair, I thought I was dying that week. That's so, true. You uh, had a good been... you had a good reason for not no. for not being there. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I I was dying that week, and you and 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 Scarlett had a, a rough time with Joy. I remember that, and and you 
pivoted in the most wonderful way with Abigail. So she, she, I'd say she saved uh, the podcast and not like just that week. Like she saved it. Like we were going downhill and Abigail said, dad, I got this. It's true. Everything's going to be fine. That's true. Okay. So, so, so Deborah, I think we, we need to bring Abigail back on. Mm -hmm. I'm open to any of our other kids being on as long as, uh, uh, if they want to, that's of course, that's always um, the thing. Be amazing. I mean, always you know, if, if we have one of your daughters back on, I know that we're gonna get uh, called out for being mean to you again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Madeline, you know, who was on whatever year and a half ago, whatever that was, she 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 asked if they still reference our cats. I said, you have no idea. That's why I will not let you listen to this podcast. Yep. Cause it's just, it's, <laughs> Look. Um, but, but all right. Um, I'll give another preview to kind of go on with that, man. I'm getting ready for my walk with the bear, the dog this morning. I get my earphones out and, and they're the wired ones. I don't have my wireless ones are like on the fritz. Mm -hmm. The cat chewed through the wire destroyed my earphones and i only discovered this after i like put them in my ear and i'm already walking the dog i'm like what why why can't i hear out of this right one then i look and uh, Sawyer the cat that, that uh i i could say things but i'm not going to i love them but i want to throw them sometimes um well there then you go you, you choose you go. what you want to do there you choose. <laughs> um, I tell one other animal story while I'm at it real quick. On. So we, we get this, um, we're driving back from a soccer tournament this weekend and we get a, uh, a FaceTime call. Uh, Brooke does my wife from, uh, no, I'm sorry, Madeline. It was from her friend uh, from school who has a dog and the dog severely injured a squirrel. I mean, in like severely and i'm driving listening to this and all i hear is can we give him cpr should we like put you know use our finger to like work on his chest or something no <laughs> i'm laughing they're like sort of crying as this is going on because they feel terrible what their dog just did to the squirrel <laughs> And I'm laughing. I'm like, cause I can't tell if like they were crying or they were laughing too. So I just chose to laugh and I feel terrible. And, uh, but should you, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I think mean, you I, need to feel I, terrible about that, Dave. I think it's fine. No, but I have done, I, I have, uh, <laughs> my wife, um, has taken animals from the side of the road, uh, like wild animals to, uh, there's a, um, a nonprofit that takes care of these called Walden's Puddle here in the Nashville area. So, mm -hmm. folks, there you go. There you go. No, I'm terrible. Dogs, dogs and cats alike can ruin things and ruin lives and take them from us so dramatically as if <laughs> Sam the squirrel, who is now buried in their backyard somewhere, or he's in his shoebox in the trash. Either way, right now, he has moved on to another life. That's certainly <laughs> true. They have It has moved on to a dumpster. All right. What else we got? All right. Mm -hmm. So the next question we have is, um, again, another one for me. Um, so I saved all the really juicy ones for next time uh, when we have... Uh, when we have the group together but uh this one is and maybe we'll revisit it but uh it's coming from our good friend richard harbison aaron what is your favorite graphic novel to recommend 
And this is an interesting one because the answer is, is it depends on the person. So, all right, let me, right, so if I, I said, Hey, Aaron, I really like, I don't know. I really like superheroes that fly. Like how would someone come to you say, <laughs> like, what, how would you, what would you recommend to me? What would you recommend to me? How about okay, that? So you let's, know me a little so bit let's, more. I do. So let's think about this. You like, you know, you like history, you like World War II, you like, um, you know, you like expanding your horizons and knowledge. So generally speaking, you also like cats and Nick Cage. And so these are <laughs> important, important things. So um, one that I would honestly recommend to you is one called Mouse. Mouse? M Mouse. M-O-U-S-E. No, M-A-U-S. M-A-U-S. So, okay, gotcha. Yes, so this is by Art Spiegelman and came out, um, it originally came out in the 1980s, and it's actually the story of his parents who were Holocaust survivors. Hmm. But here's what's interesting is, is that in this, um, in this form, uh, he's using anthropomorphized animals to represent everybody so he and so the jews in this are mice oh. the nazis are cats <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i'm looking at um, the cover of like the yeah. complete and it's got this cat face in front of a swastika that's right <laughs> oh my gosh it's accurate with these like innocent mice you know hugging yeah. each other in front of it oh my gosh yeah so but i mean that is that is one that that for for someone who wants to who kind of wants to understand okay what more can the what more is this um this meat this particular medium often you know often the stereotype is is superheroes and superheroes are a big part of comics and graphic novels for sure um and i love that aspect of them so um so there's no complaining about that from me okay but but i mean honestly i would i would check out something like that if you want to see something that is how interesting superheroes can be it kind of depends on how dark you want to go or how lighthearted you want to be so if you want something that's all, a little more all ages if you want something that's just great for kids honestly i'm gonna say something like hilo by um judd winnick which is beautifully done is really smart is really funny it's it's just really good stuff it's about a boy who falls to earth who is actually a robot and uh, and he's fall and he's coming from another dimension. So it's it's there's a there's six volumes in this series so far. There's more that are potentially coming as well for superheroes in general. Again, kind of an all ages type of thing. If you want one of the kind of big two superhero kind of things, there is a um, there's a run on Superman that came out actually just a few years ago from mm -hmm. 2016 to 2018-ish um, that was by Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. And the whole book was, was really about Superman being a dad. 
And it was beautiful. It was so well done. So he's a dad now. Is he like yeah. super dad? Is he super awesome? Is he super caring? He's, he's super. He's Superman. He's just a good like. It's basically if you want the the picture of a like this is a good dad. Okay. <laughs> kind of kind of story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a father and son tale, and so it's it's really good. And so you see his you see his son. Jonathan, who became Superboy, um, kind of f- figuring out what it means to have superpowers and stuff like that. So, okay. Hey, real quick, do we credit Smallville for reigniting the superhero genre of movies or, or actually TV and movies? I saw something mm. on that about it. And I was just curious. I mean, you felt. there's a lot of, I mean, I mean, honestly, Smallville was basically. <sighs> was really just kind of like your your standard teen soap opera with superheroes yeah um but part of it and that's fine um but i mean but, but, but i mean it, honestly but it, did it spark something i guess that was the point right um not really because the two kind of run parallel streams um because of the way that the the comic book publishing industries has been largely when you think about the you think about its direct market, which is, um, you know, exclusive comic book shops and stuff like that. That market has been on the decline for decades. And, and part of it is, is just those, those places are not really open to new customers and the publishers as a result have skewed their content up and up and up and thus alienate a lot of potential readers. So either the content itself is impenetrable or um, it's not welcoming to people who are under the age of 20. Uh. It's just too, it's too adult for, for, for most children in, in many cases. And so this is actually where um, when I think about publishing, I've got to applaud what um, uh, where Warner Brothers has pushed DC to in the last couple of years, where they've launched this uh, DC graphic novels for kids line and for young adults, and basically they're just being like, let's just tell, let's just tell cool, interesting stories that are appropriate for these age groups, and so they're not connected to anything that's that's going on in the in their main comic books or anything like that. They're just good, fun stories. And hmm. so sometimes they're fully reimagining characters. There's a couple of them where they're actually creating brand new characters as well. And so, so it's really cool. Um, my kids really dig those, um, but they also they also really enjoy a lot of the same ones that I enjoy too. So okay, yeah. So so those are a couple of examples. If you want something that's really funny, uh, funny and weird, Scott Pilgrim. Um, is the book series. Is that Scott Pilgrim versus the world? That was what the movie was based on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, and uh, the in- interestingly, the writer artist of that book lived in the same town that I lived in, in, um, in Canada before I moved here. And also interestingly dated my wife's cousin for a while. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So it's just, there's just weird six degrees things that happen. <laughs> So, so there you go. There you go. So Dave, we did it. We got through our big questions for today. All right. More next week, right? More next week, more Scarlet, more Matt Redmond, um, a new take on the Enneagram from Matt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll, um, we'll lead with that one. (laughs) Of course. And, 
you know. And of course, in the future, we will we will get back into we will get into some more of these questions, you know, including uh, including some some personal favorites of mine about uh, what costumes Dave uses for his cats. So, but that's just a little tease. It's this has already been noted, but thank you. Yeah, good times. Good You're times. welcome. You're welcome. So thank you, Richard, for that question as well. Mm. All right. So Dave, what are we reading? I know. I know what you. If we were sucker punching, you would want a sucker punch right now. Oh gosh. <laughs> right now. No. But I, I just um, need to accept it. It's been years, yet I haven't fully accepted you, you, it. So. You have to own it. Just embrace it. It's yours. Thank you. Thank so, you. Um, You're welcome. By the way, we need to come up with like a word. Uh, we should talk about this next time. A word of whenever you have a bunch of um, audiobook downloads that come in all at once, we need a word for that. Um, it doesn't have to be like audio vomit. I don't know. It's almost like uh, it, it'd be like you know if uh, paper were shooting at a machine so quickly out of a out of a printer, you know, unnecessarily fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like that feeling and I have to like delay them coming in. So I've had a bunch of those, like the last two days I've had three or four audiobooks come in that I've been waiting mm-hmm. for, for like a month or two. And it's always like, okay, great. And I got to pace these apart. So, but I, I'm, I am listening to, um, uh, Kent Kruger's, uh, Iron Lake finally, uh, which nice. is, are you enjoying it? I am. I'm half, almost halfway through and it is great. I, I, I have a feeling like you've gotten into Longmire. I will get into a, a good series and I look forward to that. I like a good mystery. Um, I haven't read as many mysteries as I would like, but it just seems like a genre that would be fun. So there you go. Yeah, it's, it, it's been good. I'm still reading East of Eden, which is awesome. But I agreed, like, I'm not going to rush through it. I will, you know, in evenings when I feel like things are quieter, I will read it or definitely the weekend, but I'm not trying to like fit it in all the time like I would some other books. So it's just fantastic. So yeah, there you go. Very cool. What about you? Uh, well, I am reading, or I'm for an audiobook. I am listening to um, Parable of the Sower right now, um, which is really great. Um, this is uh, I mentioned this series a little while back, but uh, Octavia E. Butler um, is the author, and uh, and it's it's fascinating so far. So it's. Yeah, it's set set play. It was written in the 1990s and took place in the year 2024. So, yeah, so it's it's fascinating because like the main character is an empath. So she feels other people's she feels other people's pain and their whole culture is built around uh, around a religion that is basically the only the only true thing is change. And so God is therefore change. And so the book basically starts with this is what we've been taught to believe it, but it's a lie. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I like so it. it's fascinating. So I'm looking forward to getting a little bit deeper into it because I'm I'm fairly early in. Then, of course, and I texted you and Barnabas about this on the weekend. Uh, I made it to page 62 on Lonesome Dove. Which, you know, like East of Eden, you need to read that in, in a quieter time. I'm whatever that looks like. Sure. So that's, that's all I'm going to advise. That's it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> right this has been good this has been fun yeah it's been fun so nice tight episode 
yeah, I'm looking forward to next week too. This will be this this is be this will be good. This is fall coming. This is like fall reading, which is good. So even in a pandemic, we are gonna enjoy some fall reading somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, um, Dave, thanks for hanging out today. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm gonna let you get back back to it, and I'm gonna get back to it too. So, uh, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, you know what to do: leave your five star rating and review. Show Dave some love for all the abuse that he takes on this show, and uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. This is an Area Code podcast.